the teaching, the instructions are to make zikr, make marakabah, kufikambi, tamawat, the Quran, istighfar, the Sharif, follow the entire Quran from the Sharia, follow the entire instruction set. Those people who follow the instructions, they will become beloved to Allah Ta'ala, beloved to the Prophet Islam, beloved to the Messiah. And those people who don't follow the instructions given to them, they will not be able to get that love. But actually, the whole way to benefit is to follow the instructions. Now, recently, if we came to South Africa, and people want to know what to do between now and our next visit, very simple, follow the instructions. You see, to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are three major things a person can do. The first is called ittiba'i shariat al-sunnat. Second is called suhlat al-shaykh. And third is called basrat al-zikr. So there are times when Allah Ta'ala may give us an opportunity to do more of one than the other. But the second that opportunity goes away, we have to make sure we go back to doing the other. For example, a person goes on Umrah, a person goes on Hajj, so they get a chance to make more zikr, kasat zikr. They're free, they don't have any work, they have no place to go, so they can't get a chance to do a lot of ibadah. But when they return home, they have to make sure that they now change their life. And that period of zikr should change their life and bring them more on ittiba'i sharia to sunnat that she should be following the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam more. Just like that, sometimes Allah ta'ala blesses people with opportunities to talk with their shaykh. That will last forever. Very rare, it's one in a billion a person who may be such a, what we call khadam ikhas, who will be with their shaykh 365 days a year. But when we're with our mashayikh, then we get a lot of suhbah. But when they leave, we have to make sure that that company with them also made us do more ittiba'i shariat sunnat It should have an effect on our life. It should have an after effect. It should have a long-lasting effect. A long-lasting after effect. That's the best way to benefit when our mashayikh are gone. And if we say no, it had an effect when they were here, and the second they left, I went back to being my old self. It's just our own laziness. It does not have to be like that. People seem to think that that's normal. That when the sheikh is here, I'm one way. And when the sheikh leaves, I'm another way. So that may be true in the extra feelings of the zikr and extra feelings. But otherwise, when the sheikh leaves, you're not supposed to go back to who you were before he came. Your life is supposed to change. Your amal on shariat and sinat is supposed to change. Your level of zikr, your amount of zikr, the quality of zikr, all these things are supposed to change. His coming, he did his job, but if you don't change yourself, it means you didn't do your job. You didn't follow the instructions. Our Mashaikh is so kareem, they're so generous, they're so kind, they keep traveling, they keep coming. There's some countries so blessed in the world, Shaykh keeps coming there three, four times a year for five years, ten years, fifteen years. But if the people don't change, then they don't honor that coming. So the way to honor the sacrifice our Mashaikh make, they leave their homes, they leave their hometowns, they leave their cities. In honor to one of the sacrifice our beerbys make, they have, Sheikh leaves them to come to us, Sheikh left one country to come to our country. So they have to sacrifice the company of Sheikh because he had to go honor to the next destination. So if we want to honor their sacrifice for us, our Sheikh sacrifice for us, then we also take our time out leaving our parents, or leaving our children, or leaving our spouse, that when Sheikh is in a country or city, 
we take time off from different things to come spend time with Sheikh, that we want to honor the sacrifice that Sheikh made for us, the sacrifice our fellow seekers on this path made for us, even if we want to honor the sacrifice we made for our own selves, we have to follow the instructions. The whole purpose of being with Sheikh is to change, is to become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, sometimes they have this term, they call it spectator sport. Hmm? That the person can't play, they're just a spectator. And that's not the way Salatin should be. That they don't make zikr themselves, they don't have taqwa themselves, they don't study ilm seriously themselves, they don't have good adab akhlaq themselves, they're just a spectator. And when Shaykh comes, they see Shaykh and they observe what true deen is, and Shaykh leaves and there's no effort in their heart to bring that deen in themselves. No. Deen is not a spectator sport. In deen, every one of us is a player. Every one of us is an athlete. Every one of us are mu'mineen, alladheena amanu, and all people of tariqa, they're called salakeen. That's why Mashaki chose this word in Arabic language, called suluk. Suluk means a, pers- a journey to travel. Suluk means a path that one has to journey upon, struggle upon, strive upon, and based on their struggles and striving, they travel to get closer to the qurb, to the nearness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So our mashayikh are called murshid. What does murshid mean? Murshid doesn't mean the person who can do the art traveling for us. No. Murshid means guide. That they will guide us on how to travel the path. They will motivate us to travel the path. They will teach us how to travel the path. They are very life sets an example for us how to travel the path. But ultimately it's still up to us to do the traveling. We have to make that journey in zikr and qurb and draw ourselves closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a big mistake people make is that they spend a lot of time with shaykh when when shaykh is with them and when shaykh leaves they go straight back to their old ways. And in fact they, they do qaza of the dunya. All of the sacrifices they make they go back and do qaza of it. They spend extra time with their friends, extra time on internet, extra time at job, extra time at work almost as if they're trying to erase the time they spent with their sheikh. So no, that's not right. And in fact, sometimes you tell us that how much you benefit three days, within 72 hours of his departure. If you don't change within 72 hours of his departure, it means it's finished, you won't be able to benefit. That's why very immediately we should change our schedule. Immediately, it's not that immediately we should go back to say, don't trick the person said, okay, you spent so much time with Shaykh, now you better go and spend a few days and all the things you used to do and catch up on everything in your life. And once you've caught up first, once you've caught up on everything in your life, then you go and you think, okay, you can do more zikr, more maraqabah. Then you think about a practice the teachings that Shaykh taught you. But for now, you have to catch up on all the things you missed out when Shaykh was here. That's completely wrong. The second the Shaykh leaves, you have to immediately, immediately implement the teachings in your life change, make zikr, more zikr, more zikr. Once you've successfully implemented the teachings of Shaykh, then you've honored the coming of Shaykh, then if you need be, you can catch up on whatever work you may have left or whatever studies are left. So it's very important. This is what our husband, he also he uses sometimes the language of project management. He calls it follow up and follow through. And then people don't follow up and follow through on the task. And we're great starters, but we don't finish the job. We have great intentions, but we don't follow through in action. We have great dreams and aspirations and make huge do'a for ourselves that we become muttaqeen, we become awliyaullah, but we don't ourselves become the sabab through which those du'as can be fulfilled. 
we don't make the effort. So Mashiach actually come to help us make effort, to motivate us to make that effort. No matter how incredible our deen is, if we make zero effort, we're not going to be able to get closer to Allah Subhanahu And for a lot of us, this is the case. Allah has blessed us with perfect deen, perfect Quran, perfect Nabiya Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The vast majority of us, Allah has blessed us with all bounties, health and wealth and comfort and ease, freedom from war, freedom from conflict, freedom from difficulty. And Allah has blessed us even more by guiding us to the awliya and the ulama. And still, if we don't do our tazkiyah, if we don't get close to Allah SWT, what does it mean? That after all of the arrangements that Allah put everything in place, we ourselves in our deen. Our own effort absent, our own du'as absent, our own tahajjud absent, our own zikr absent. Can you imagine that Allah Ta'ala put every single ingredient in place? All we had to do is ourselves be one more ingredient, our own effort, and we chose to be the missing ingredient in our whole being. So the wish is the way to benefit from Mashaif, is to follow the instructions that they give, to follow the teachings that they give. Otherwise, it's very dangerous, and we definitely do not want to set this trend in South Africa. The Sheikh comes, and people spend one, two, three weeks with Sheikh, and then Sheikh leaves, and they go back to doing nothing. And then again, Sheikh comes, and they spend one, two, three weeks with Sheikh, and then again, they go back to doing nothing. It's not right. In fact, what they should try is that normally, should I be better? Next, before the next time the Sheikh comes, I should have done Amal on all the instructions. I should have purified my heart through Zikr. Just today here in Zambia, our own Sheikh Hazrati Dhamma Barakatum al-Aliyah was talking to us after Maghrib Salah about the importance of making abundant zikr. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Ya ayyuhal nazina amanu zikrullaha zikran kaseera. And nowhere else in Quran has Allah Ta'ala mentioned kaseer. Allah Ta'ala commanded us to sabr, he didn't say kaseer. He commanded us to sugar, he didn't say kaseer. He commanded us to have tawakkul, he didn't say kaseer. But when Allah Ta'ala commanded to zikr, he said kaseer. Now, a mistake a lot of us make is that we think that, okay, what's required is a little zikr, and it would be wonderful if we could do a lot, but that's extra. That's nothing. No. Our Messiah opened up the reality to us that that's the zikr is actually what's required. It's not extra. The amount that is being mentioned, kaseera, this abundant amount, to remember Allah abundantly, to remember excessively, is actually required because if we don't remember Allah a lot and remember Him a little, then the purpose of zikr won't be obtained. In fact, Allah said in Quran about the munafiqun, la yazkurun Allah illa qalila, that they don't make zikr of Allah except a little bit. So that means if the people of Nisaq made a little zikr, but that little zikr couldn't cure them, they were making the Quran itself is testifying that they made zikr al-khalil. But they, that zikr al-khalil could not cure them of their nifaq, could not help them in their imam. So then those of us who are already mu'mineen, if we also don't value zikr and we only do zikr al-khalil, then that zikr won't cure us of the spiritual illnesses that we have. That small amount of zikr won't give us itmanan al-talb. That small amount of zikr won't give us the qurba of Allah subhanahu wa that's why Mashaik said that a person has to make a lot of zikr. Now sometimes people love to ask this question, okay, how many minutes is a lot of zikr? They want a mathematical answer. 
And normally, it's our experience that anybody who asks this question, they have no intention of doing it. They will never do it. If I tell them, okay, if I tell you, what is it that you see? I tell you how many minutes it is. You promise you'll do it. Then they look at you and they get shy and they lower their gaze. If I tell them it's 60 minutes, they won't be able to do it. I tell them it's 90 minutes, they won't be able to do it. If I tell them it's 120 minutes, they won't be able to do it. So obviously, still, there can be an answer. So I'll give you two answers to this question. One is the answer that is given to beginners, and the second is the answer that is given to seekers. One is the answer, what question, how much zikr is zikr kathir? Answer given to our beginners is that our husband, he wrote in one of his books, that if a person wants bare minimum in the beginning to at least get some basic entry level, just get their foot in the door into this world of zikr kathir, they have to make 50, 5, 0. 50, 5, 0. 50 minutes of Merakba a day. Anything less than 50 minutes of Merakba means that they're not doing zikr kathir. So yes, if a person could do 50 minutes of Merakba every day, and then you see another way to reach kasrat is called istikamat, if you do it every day. For example, if I ask you what's a lot of money, and somebody said, oh, you know, $10,000 is a lot of money. I said, okay. One way is I give you $10,000 today, you reach kasrat in one day. There's another way that I give you $1,000, but I do it regularly for 10 days, within 10 days you reach kasrat. Actually, the Messiah meant that if a person does 50 minutes, 50 minutes itself in one day, that's not kasrat. But doing 50 minutes every day, every day of the week, for weeks and weeks and months and months on end, then a person will reach kasrat. You can see if a person does 50 minutes a day, that is 1,500 minutes of zikr a month, right? And if they do 1,500 minutes of zikr a month, and they do that for 12 days, so that will be 18,000 minutes of zikr in a year. So over time, if a person does 50 minutes regularly, they will reach kasrat to zikr. So that's the answer that is given to beginners. Have to do 50 minutes, but one has to do it regularly. And specifically in the teachings of our zikr here means muraqaba. So 50 minutes of muraqaba. And then second thing that a person has to do is that the rest of the time they have to do kasrat of They have to make sure that when they're not doing makabah still, their heart is remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the bottom of their heart, in the back of their mind. They're always thinking about Allah ta'ala, always yearning about Allah ta'ala. Yesterday our shaykh gave an example of Majnoon and Layla. Majnoon was some, a person, his name was, was a person who loved this woman called Layla. And he used to love her so much and want her so much and think about her all the time so much that people started calling him Majnoon. Majnoon means he's crazy. He's gone crazy mad about Layla. And then people kept calling him Majnoon so much that his name became Majnoon. He became known as Majnoon. Now, if somebody were to ask him that, oh, Majnoon, how much do you remember Layla? I don't think he would say 15 minutes a day. Right? He would say, well, I'm remembering Layla 24 hours a day. But it means to be Majnoon. So, our Sheikh was saying today that he read in one book, an Arabic book, that somebody saw Majnoon in a dream. And then he asked Majnoon in the dream, that, oh, Majnoon, what happened? He said, because in dreams, sometimes you enter, dreams are timeless realms, right? Sometimes you have a dream and you think, oh, you dreamt long dream and you did maybe one hour's worth of stuff in the dream. As you look at the clock, it was only two minutes. 
So dream, a dream state is outside the rules of time. So that's why sometimes a person may see something that has nothing to do with time. So this person is so Majnoon, and they ask Majnoon that what happened? And Majnoon said, oh, Allah Ta'ala decided to forgive me. They said, why? Allah Ta'ala forgave me, and Allah Ta'ala decided that he's going to make me stand on the Day of Judgment and present me as an example to the people of the world. How? And look at this brand Majnoon, that he loved creation, Layla. He had so much love for creation, so, and that was love for creation. I, Allah, am your creator. Could you not have loved me, Allah Ta'ala, at least as much as you had loved Majnoon? So Allah Ta'ala will ask the lovers, or those who claim to be the lovers of Allah Ta'ala, so those are the people of Tasawwuf in our Ummah, who makes this claim that they love Allah Ta'ala, the Sufiya, the Salikin, so then Allah Ta'ala is going to ask us that if Majnoon could love Layla so much, and she's just a member of creation, then couldn't you love me like that? Which just mean that you could also be yearning for me, always missing me, pining for me, remembering me, thinking about me, wishing for me, all the time. So that's another type of Zikr that means that no matter what a person is doing, they're at work, in office, studying, teaching, driving, eating, interacting with people, meeting, shopping, buying, selling, whatever they do, that there are such people that neither trade, commerce, buying, selling, nothing can distract them from the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So that's another kasut of zikr. It means those people that remember Allah Ta'ala so much that even at work they can't forget Allah Ta'ala. And it's true, remember Sanaki, this example, Majnoon isn't just a fairy tale. There are many people today who are Majnoon. There are many young men and women who fall in some type of infatuation, attraction, crush, romance, love, whatever they want to call it, with somebody in the opposite gender, some Ghermecha. And they lo- start loving that Ghair Mecham so much, it becomes the state of their heart that they're always thinking about them. Daydreaming about them, night dreaming about them, yearning for them, missing them. So this is true all over. But then the, answer, the same answer would be true. And if you can have so much love, daydreaming, yearning, night dreaming for Ghair Mecham, couldn't you have had a longing for Allah in your heart? What Allah SWT calls in Quran, Abdul Mubib. He's constantly, his heart is turned towards Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. calls in Quran, Qalbul Munib, that their heart is always turned towards Allah Subhanahu So this is the way, another way to have To remember Allah Ta'ala in our heart, in the background all the time. Of now, this is the way our Messiah taught us Kasutazikr, but there's no excuse. Because a person can say, I'm too busy to do Maraqabah. Who can say, I'm too busy to do Wakufa Kalbi? You're supposed to do Wakufa Kalbi along with everything that you're doing. In fact, the more busy you are, the more Wakufa Kalbi you do. Like we say in that verse of Quran, the more band Tajara they did, the more they remembered Allah Ta'ala. So this is the first step. It's very important that this is what I meant, follow instructions. So what should I do now when the Shaykh leaves? Follow instructions. Fifty minutes of Maraqabah a day. And all the rest of the time, you have to actively, consciously try to do wukuf kalbi. In the beginning to do wukuf kalbi, a person has to make a lot of effort. Sometimes they have to remind their heart 10,000 times a day, 5,000 times a day, 3,000 times a day, 1,000 times a day, hundreds of times a day, they have to constantly keep reminding their heart to remember Allah Ta'ala. Keep reminding, keep reminding, keep reminding your heart to remember Allah Ta'ala. Eventually then, inshallah, your heart will start remembering. 
and you keep reminding, keep reminding, then your heart will keep remembering. And you keep on reminding, you never stop reminding your heart to remember Allah. If you never stop reminding your heart to remember Allah Ta'ala, inshallah your heart will also never stop remembering Allah Ta'ala. Another type of zikr So this we were saying was the answer, even to the beginners. Then those who are salatin, that's choice. A person can become bad and instantly say, I want to be salatin. It's nothing about beginning and how much time. It's about an attitude. It's about an outlook. It's about how serious a person is, how dedicated they are, how committed they are, how disciplined they are, how focused they are. How much, to, so the answer to that is, how much is kasut zikr? How much zikr is a lot of zikr? As, do as much zikr as you need to, to reach your goal. See, it's not about minutes. Our goal is tafkiyah. Our goal is to purify our heart. Our goal is to get the qurb of Allah Ta'ala. So keep on doing the zikr until you get it. Like if a person is a student and asks, how much do I study? Okay, one answer I could give them, you study one hour a day. That's one answer. But what's the real answer? You study as much as you need to until you understand it. And you should study as much as you can until you understand it very well. So that's the real answer. How much maraqaba should I do? As much as you can. More and more and more. Why? Until you can get the goal of this maraqaba, which is to feel the qurb of Allah Ta'ala, to feel the ma'iyat of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, huwa ma'akum ina ma'akuntum. That Allah Ta'ala is with you wherever you are. Keep making zikr until you feel that. They're intimately near to us. Keep making ma'akum until we feel that. The purpose of zikr is to feel zikr. So until and unless you reach this ability, that every time you sit in ma'akubah, you can remember Allah, focus on the name, his zikr of Ismail, Allah, Allah, and that you can make everything else go away, everything else out of focus. You can forget the whole world and all that it contains. Just keep making as much zikr as you can until you reach that. Like a person who asked me that, okay, if there's water, they want to dig for water, underground well. So they don't ask me how many meters to dig. They know they have to start digging, and they have to keep digging until they reach the water. If I was to set a fixed amount for them and say, okay, you dig 50 meters a day, well, what if the water is 200 meters below? They could dig 50 meters every day for the rest of their life. They could dig a different 50-meter well every day for the rest of their life, they will never ever get any water because the water is 200 meters below. So the truth is that we don't know. I don't know for any one person how much effort they have to put until they start feeling the zikr. So kashrut the zikr means to do the zikr abundantly. First, do it abundantly. Do it so much until you can feel the zikr. And then once you start feeling the zikr, then you will want to do it abundantly yourself. Then you will enjoy then you will want to do abundantly for the lazat, for kasat the lazat, for abundance of pleasure, for abundance of sakoon, abundance of itminan, abundance of enjoyment. That's today our shaykh was telling stories of some of the early, actually not even early, recently 19th and 20th century messiahs that they used to make so much zikr of Allah SWT. So much zikr of Allah SWT. Hours upon hours upon hours. Now they were doing it not because they had to, or they were forced to, or they were told to. For them, it was no longer following instructions. For them, it was following the heart. The heart was following its own pleasures. First, we have to follow instructions. We have to make ourselves do zikr. Then when we start enjoying the zikr, then the zikr will make us do it. The enjoyment will make us do it. The feeling that we get in the zikr will make us do it. So how did you shake a few examples? First example was the uncle. 
of Sheikh Lalith Mawlana Muhammad Zakaria Al-Khamdi bin Al-Fahmai and his uncle is most famously known as being the founder of Tadiki Jamaat as a Mawlana Muhammad Ilyas Al-Fahmai. So Sheikh Lalith Mawlana Zakaria writes in one of his books, Urdu, it's called Ayyami Yad. He remembers and recounts different things of his life and mentions important stories and anecdotes that he felt could benefit people. So there are quite a few things in that book about this uncle, Hazrat Mawlana Ilyas Al-Fahmai. Why? Because Hazrat Sheikh Lalith Mawlana Zakaria was close to him personally and got to see many things firsthand, to witness things firsthand, so you can consider that it's a firsthand account. So he writes that Hazrat Mulana Muhammad, Ilyas Santana, used to make a lot of zikr of Allah Santana, used to make a lot of zikr of Allah Santana, and that there was a place in Delhi where Hazrat Mulana Ilyas Santana used to go and specifically make the zikr, specifically make the zikr. What was this place? This was actually the resting place of the grave of Hazrat Khwaja Sayyid Nur Muhammad Badayuni Namtanai. Hazrat Khwaja Sayyid Nur Muhammad Badayuni Namtanai. And Malana Ilyas used to go there and make Marakuma. For hours upon hours upon hours. And it was during the course of this doing Marakuma that Allah inspired him to begin this particular work of Dawah in a particular way, according to a particular style that is known as the work of Jamaat al-Tabliq, or known as Tabliqi Jamaat. So this is something that, look, it's when a person makes kafsa to zikr, then they, Allah Ta'ala blesses them, and Allah Ta'ala guides them and how to guide the entire ummah. Okay, me and you may not be able to hope for such a rank, that Allah Ta'ala will bless the entire ummah. The Ummah is so powerful, that if a person doesn't extensively, excessively zikr and kafira, Allah Ta'ala will inspire a person how to guide others, but surely that means that in this kusrat of zikr, there is enough power for our own selves to be guided, that our own self we will learn what is right and wrong for us, and we will get the sweetness of the heart and leave the false pleasures of the nafs. This is the, another example I gave was a very wonderful alam of deen, his name was Hazrat Mawana Hussaini, Vam Bichrawala. Vam Bichrawala is a place in Punjab, and he was known as Shaykh al-Quran, Shaykh al-Tafsir. He used to conduct Dora Tafsir of quran in the month of Shaban and Ramadan. And a lot of the later ulama, Shaykh Ghulam al-Khan, who was also known as Shaykh al-Quran, and Shaykh Ahmed al-Ghori al-Tanay, and Shaykh Ahmed Belivir al-Tanay, Abdullah Belivir al-Tanay, all of these great professors of Quran were actually all students of Hazrat. I was saying only Ram And he used to make so much zikr, that at night after spending all day teaching Quran and Ilm Medin to the Talaba, the students, he would sit after Isha Salah and he would sit in Marakaba and he would tell everyone that, look, everyone can leave whenever they want. So he would sit all night until the time of the hundred. One by one people would leave and he would finally open his eyes, he would see that no one was there and then he would stand up and he would pray the hundred Salah and he would make do until the time of Fajr. Now, can you imagine somebody spending their every night like this as a practice their whole life? If we were to try to spend even one night like this, hmm? first, either we'd have a problem, that we would not have the ability, we don't have the himma, we wouldn't have the strength. And second is, if we managed to pull it off, then we'd have so much takabbar, we would think that we became a wali in one night, and we'd run around telling everybody, we'd write, Shaykh, the dear Shaykh, last night, I got niyat in my heart to sit in zikr, and I spent a whole night in Rakumah, all the way to the dungeon. And these Mashaikh, they did this every night for years, and they never had any tikabur in their heart. They never had any ujub in their heart. This 
Sunnah. This is the way Sahaba. This is what Allah Taala described in Quran. Rubin Asharihum Yastagfirun. That he spent the whole night, half the night, third of the night in Qiyamah Layl in praying to Salah, but they didn't think of themselves as anything special. What would they do in the time of, right before the time of Fajr, in the time of Suhoor? They used to make a stick far. And they used to do this every, as hard as for Suhoor. Every single night, at the end of the night, they used to beg Allah to forgive them. So this is a different thing. This is a sign that a person is doing true Kasir that it makes them extremely humble. And some of us, we pull a one-nighter, we do one hour, we do two hours, and that leads to arrogance. Because we don't have istikamat on it. So a person who does zikr al-kisir regularly, not just for one day, or not just for the few days the shaykh was there, but they do it regularly every day, over and over and over again, it becomes part of their life, then inshallah that zikr al-kisir is free from all ujub and kibr, is free from all vanity, pride and conceit. And Allah Ta'ala made it clear in Qur'an, that there will be people who do it. Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, مَذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرَ وَذَّاكِرَاتِ You see, on the one hand, Allah Ta'ala tells us to do it. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اذْكُرُ اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا So now you have iman, you should do ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا Then Allah Ta'ala made it clear that they will be doers. وَذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا And that there are going to be men, believers, who remember Allah Ta'ala a lot. وَذَّاكِرَاتِ And women believers who remember Allah so the zikr al-kasir is an order from Allah Ta'ala, and it is doable, it is practicable, and both men and women make the zikr al-kasir. So the first answer was to the beginners, they should make 50 minutes of maraqabah a day, every day, and they should try to do wakuf al all the rest of the time. And then the next answer was for the true seekers. They're not going to look at time, as much as they can. Sometimes maybe they can only do 50 minutes. Sometimes when they're free, they'll do it more. Sometimes they'll do it twice a day, sometimes twice a day. They fill up all of their free time. Allah That when you become free, when you become father, when you have free time, fun-sub becomes steadfast, becomes strong. Why? Because normally when a person is free, they turn to sin, or when they're free, they turn to zafla. They turn to some pleasure, turn to some leisure, turn to some pastime to some recreation, so I was saying, no, when you become free, sun, sun becomes strong, steadfast, remember your goal, remember your, your objective, do something more valuable with your time, what is that, what should I do, ya Allah, instead of pleasure, leisure, recreation, Allah says, that you should turn in longing and yearning to Allah Ta'ala, means simply in English, Allah Ta'ala saying, that all day you were busy, now show me that you were missing me. Show me that you love me. Show me that all day, no matter how busy you were, it was me that you were remembering. It was me that you were thinking about. It was me that you were missing. So this is the rub, this is the link between wakufa kalbi and muraqaba. If that person who does wakufa kalbi all the time, they will do muraqaba when they're free. And if they weren't doing wakufa kalbi at all, then they become free, they will turn to email and SMS and Facebook and novels and friends, and they will do anything and everything except the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So that's a sign they weren't doing the Vakufakami properly. So these are two things are related to each other. So then the, not the beginner, but the Salik, they just make zikr as much as they can. If they get a day off, they'll do more zikr. They have a holiday, they do more zikr. They have a weekend off, they do more zikr. And those of us who aren't true seekers, even our book of deeds, nobody can tell whether this person had a day off or not. There's no difference. 
the amount of zikr they made when they were at work or had a busy day or studying is the same amount of zikr as they did on the weekend or the day off for the public holiday. These are not really sincerely seeking Allah SWT. means we're not doing amal on this ayah. So, Allah is going to test all of us because he gives all of us some free time. Some force that faragat. Allah wants to see if we do this from the sub. So the best way to benefit from our Messiah is to practice what they teach. Once I asked Hadith's nearby, who was also a Khalifa of Hazrat I asked him that, oh, I want to do something that makes Hazrati happy. This is back in 1994, three months after I gave Bayat. We gave Bayat 20 years ago in May 1994. In August 94, I met this person. And he was also Beta's of Allah, Nabi Brahm, and I also had a philosophy for him, one of the 23 Khulafa, and here by the Hadiji. So I asked, what can I do to be happy? He looked at me and said, well, he didn't say the words, but he said, follow the instructions. He said that whatever the Shaykh tells you to do, you do it, Shaykh will be happy. So what does it mean to follow the instructions? So Alhamdulillah, 20 years ago, 1994, we got this advice, and we're passing it on to you today. And what you have to do is what? Simply follow the instructions. Make the zikrikas here. Remember Allah Ta'ala. And you have to keep trying. It's not going to happen in one day. Allah is going to make say, no, I tried to do it. And then I tried and didn't understand anything. Then so I didn't try again. No, There's so many things in life you try, you didn't get it the first time. You keep trying. How many of us are going to drive the very first time we sat behind the wheel? We didn't know how to drive. We kept trying. Why? Because we were crazy. We wanted to be able to drive. Huh? We wanted to be able to go here and there. But don't you want to drive your heart in the path of Saluk? Don't you want to drive your qalb and get closer to Allah Don't you want to fill your heart with the zikr of Allah So yes, you have to practice. You have to keep practicing, keep practicing, keep practicing. The less you feel, the more you should do it. People don't send us no excuse to not do maqabah. Even then they write their shaykh six months later that, oh, I didn't feel anything. The less you feel, the more you do it. The more thoughts you have, the more you should do it. The more random thoughts, stray thoughts, blank thoughts you have, the more you do it. You say, I feel tired and mock like a drowsy. The more you should do it. No matter what you say, the answer will be more. So how can we give you any answer less than that? Huh? You'd be foolish if you came and told us, oh, I don't do mock Why? Because I don't feel anything. I say, okay, fine, you're right. You don't feel anything, don't do mock You ever think we're going to give you that answer? There's nothing you will say. Nothing you can say can change the instructions. Because Allah Ta'ala gave the instructions. That you must make zikr of Allah Ta'ala abundantly. You must make zikr of Allah Ta'ala excessively. You must make zikr of Allah Ta'ala a whole lot. You have to make the zikr. Make the time for it. Find the time for it. Make the effort for it. Find the effort for it. If you can't do it all in one shot, do it twice a day. Do it three times a day. Hmm? Today people make time for everything in the world. The same person who tells me, oh, I don't have any time. If the teacher comes and tells them that from tomorrow we're adding half an hour to your classes, within 24 hours he adjusts his whole schedule, gives half an hour more to classes. Same person tells Shaykh, I don't have time, time to make half an hour. Huh? Teacher tells them within 24 hours they adjust their schedule. Same thing for the people at work. If your boss tells you, okay, we're having a tough time at work, somebody left, you quit, we decided instead of, instead of hiring somebody new, we're going to make all of you work half an hour more. From tomorrow you have to come half an hour early. What's he going to say to the boss? You know, he's going to tell boss I can't do it in enough time. He keep his mouth shut within 24 hours. He adjusts his whole schedule. He takes out an extra half hour for work. Hmm? 
So we can take out half an hour for work, for studies, for this, for that, for friends, for family. Is it only Allah Ta'ala that we can't take time out for? Is it only the zikr of Allah Ta'ala that we can't take time out for? Is it only when it comes to zikr Allah that we come up with this argument that we're busy? So this is wrong. We have to be serious. We have to get serious about our zikr. We have to make our zikr happen. It's not going to fall on our lap. It's not going to happen on its own. We have to make it happen. It's not going to fall on our lap. We have to reach out for it. We have to reach out of our comfort zone. We have to go beyond our regular daily schedule. We have to reach out for that zikr kasir and make it happen. The good news is that because Allah told us in Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanatku Allah zikr kasira, Allah also told us in Quran, La yukallafallahu nafsan illa wasaha. Allah Ta'ala does not burden anyone beyond their ability. So Allah Ta'ala told every one of us, Allah Amana means everyone, to do zikr kasir. It must mean it's in our vein. It is in our ability. It is in our capability to do zikr kasir. It's just a question of unlocking that potential, attaining that potential, reaching that capability. So this is the message we wanted to give generally to everybody who's listening, but specifically also to all those people who we met in South Africa who told us to listen to program. Some people told them to listen for years. What would make me even more happy than you listening to program for years is next time I come you say you did remarkable for hours. And you're doing remarkable for one to two hours every day, every day when you're free. And those days that you're more busy, you do it from 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes because you were genuinely more busy that day. And second, you should say, that whenever I'm not doing Makaba, still all the time my heart is remembering Allah, all the time I do Makufi Kambi. So alhamdulillah, even if my Makaba goes down from three hours to one hour, to one hour to half an hour, I make sure that that time is spent, that, that time that I miss my Makaba today, that time is spent in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, remembering Allah Ta'ala, always feeling feelings in my heart for Allah Ta'ala, always thinking thoughts in my mind about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that everything now in my life the be all and end all of my life the asal of my life has become Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and me most important thing for me is my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once you make that your goal once you make that priority inshallah ta'ala everything else will become easy may Allah ta'ala enable each and every one of us to become people of the conceders wa and Alhamdulillah,
so that we can more and more motivated, Ya Allah, and Ya Allah, we ask your forgiveness for any and all sins that we ever did, and remove all the sinful effects in our heart, remove the sinful thoughts in our mind, remove the sinful whisperings in our soul, remove every attraction and infatuation from our mechanism, Ya Allah,